<laughs> I, I am ready to do some polling. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. I've just been reading that. I've just been reading a BuzzFeed article, by the way. Uh, oh, the guy go. who you, you know that you know they released a film last year called Elvis about mm-hmm. a particular man. Um, you've seen it, Ross. The guy who okay. stars in it, Austin Butler, he is apparently a, what's called a he's a method actor. Do we all know what method actors are? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Mike's shaking his head. So a method actor, Mike, is someone who gets into character and does not mean character, even when the camera's not rolling. Uh, it's quite often insufferable pricks who do it. Now, Austin Butler says he didn't see his family for three years while he was filming Elvis. And then afterwards, he um, he was speaking to his family and he still couldn't get out of the... Um, the Elvis voice, so like he went home to see them in Australia, and he's still speaking like in a southern accent, and that's that to me is crazy. But it's still not as good an acting job as Cristiano Ronaldo did in convincing us that he was a top quality player. Because that guy is going to retire with no World Cup knockout goals. That's your stat of the week. Cristiano Ronaldo's got like a hundred plus international goals, none of them in the knockouts of the World Cup. He's been to five. Five. I didn't realise you'd been to five. I'm glad you mentioned it. And we're gonna and we're supposed to debate him v Messi. Shocking. I thought you were going to go on about his acting job, making us believe that he was crying because I didn't believe that for one second. No, neither I. No, look. I mean, anyone who knows Ronaldo knows that um, he understands what it looks like when someone's crying. So I, I think we can just we can just move on from that. Um, where do you want to start? Do you? Because we're here, hello, it's a World Cup podcast. Oh, sorry, we'll do the proper start. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Inner Round podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt. Will Hunt. I've got a cold, as you can hear. And I'm joined this week, like every week, by uh, the Mosley Marauder, Mr. David Harris. Hi, Will. Nice. Uh, I'm, I was going to go to Ross next, but he's drinking. Uh, so, <laughs> Sports Media's number one, number one, Joel Intonendums and Top Gun Superfan is here. It's Mr. Mike Breslin. Hello. Um, and now we're going to stop drinking. He's also here, Mr. Padras, the World Cup Warbler. Good evening. Excellent. Good stuff. Right. What game do you want to touch on first? Do you want to do Portugal and their uh, biggest loss in 1612? Um, or do you want to go straight to England and talk about. Let's get England done. Okay, cool. Well, so the French won um, their first victory against the English since the Hundred Years' War. Um, who was taking the game? We all watched it together. Uh, that was both a joy and a pleasure. Um, who was to who was to who was to step up to the bat, Mike? I appreciate the compliments, Will. To be fair, I'll step up. Lead okay. off, man. Cool. Good job. stuff. No, I know no more than this, so I'm going to stop talking. That was some good baseball references there for anyone who uh, who knows the game, loves the game. Um, In and around the bullpen, coming soon. Oh, <laughs> I would kill that tell you what i could do it on my own i'm pretty sure well i think you would have to to be fair no 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 to be fair if if dave's performance on this part has proven anything you can do 200 episodes of a podcast and knowing nothing (laughs) cheers well uh but yeah the game france were good in the first half griezmann i thought was ridiculous he's Mm. he's just a ludicrous player um thanks for that siri really appreciate the interruption there um (laughs) Second half, England were probably the better team. But in fairness, I didn't think we really created that much. Neither did the French particularly. They maybe had the better chances. Finished, obviously, the Chiumedi goal. Bit of a freak outside the box. Ridiculous finish. And then Giroud gets his, from obviously, from a Griezmann cross, because who else would it be? Um, I guess it's difficult to take because the penalty scored, penalty missed. It's hard to take when you miss a penalty. But other than that, I thought England played pretty well. I thought France were fine. It was a pretty close game. Could well have... Probably a draw was pretty fair. So if if Kane scores the penalty, you go to extra time. Um, The thing for me, I I I still, a few days on, don't know why Saka wasn't left on the pitch unless he was injured. I don't know if anyone... Yeah. If he is injured. He was the best player on the pitch. He wasn't injured, I don't think. But yeah, him or Griezmann, probably the two best players on the pitch. And we took off certainly the best player in our 11 that night. Yeah, yeah, I mean, our player, um, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and what also is <clears throat> kind of annoying is that France win. 
with Mbappe basically non-existent in that game. Yeah, he was nothing. Thank God you brought it up because Mike had started to eat some crow. How good was Kyle Walker? I was going to say, Kyle Walker was class in that game. That's pretty much the main reason Mbappe was quiet, to be honest. Mbappe didn't have the ball that much, did he? I the ball like never he got to him. Yeah. Well, that's because Kyle Walker was just... Fun fact, their first goal came from the one moment where Kyle Walker clearly forgot the game, pa- game plan and didn't stay wide and narrow. Well, not wide and narrow, narrow and deep. He went forward on a run and they lost it in the channel. There you go, goal scored. So, um, I couldn't believe Saka went off. Uh, no, I thought went. it was baffling. Given that the fa- given that... Given that the way, I mean, Saka set up really nicely, actually. He was sending Henderson wide and he had Saka coming inside and they were sort of tearing Hernandez to pieces. And then he took him off. But not only did he take him off, he took him off for Sterling, who's a very good player, but he's not on form in this tournament. He's just been he's just been away from training for three or four days because yeah. of a traumatic incident. And you've got Rashford, who's got four goals this tournament and offers a similar kind of thing on the bench. It's just... So it's two bad decisions compounded in one and at a really crucial time to the game, which killed any chance of getting back into it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously Sterling, like you say, good player. I think Southgate likes him from obviously his time around the England setup. But yeah, he obviously missed training for three or four days to attend uh, his family being robbed, basically. His head's probably still not in the right hold headspace. Hold on, hold on, What? He, he attended his family being robbed. <laughs> I meant he attended his family after they were robbed. Obviously not the time. He said he attended. Well, he took hours and wore a black suit as well. <laughs> well, I didn't mean that like that. Right. I meant not he right. went back to his family. But obviously, his head's probably not in the right he's probably not in the right frame of mind anyway it's definitely still going to be on his mind um, and yeah I mean I was a bit surprised to see him bring Mason Mount on as well to be fair I, I mean the thing that annoys me with Southgate is just too safe like at the end of the day I know going hell for leather means you can get caught on the break but you're going out of the tournament unless you get at least one goal back to force extra time. Surely he brings on another striker, sacrifices someone at the back, and at least just goes for it. Because you're going home anyway. You may as well try and change the game. I felt like his... Well, I'd say his substitutions were safe, but like you say, bringing off Saka was ludicrous. So <laughs> they weren't even safe substitutions. They were... They were just silly, really, but not doing anything to try and change the score. And to be honest, other than Kane's penalties, I didn't think he was massively involved in the game otherwise. I don't remember him particularly creating much. So, I don't know, maybe he could have put Rashford on up top instead of Kane and and tried to stretch him and change it up. I I don't know. I've got two things there. One is the first one is that we, if you take what we've seen is every time you stick a striker up front and you're going to play long, you're going to have to play long because you're not going to be able to have the sustained pressure in midfield. France are uniquely equipped to deal with that. I actually thought that I, of the substitutions he did make, I thought bringing on mounts for Henderson was sensible because clearly the game plan they had was working. Um, and what they perhaps would do, they were swapping out a guy who's a bit more disciplined to someone who's actually a bit more offensive. So that one makes sense to me because it gives you... Can, carry on with the sustained pressure. The Saka one is bizarre. I don't understand it. Uh, particularly when you consider that Foden wasn't great at this one. Likewise no. with Bellingham. I mean, when you have two of your best, two of your better players like have having not an off day, but not at their absolute top level, like Francis were with Griezmann, you're always going to struggle a bit. Uh, the Mount substitution worked for me. And you can see it by the fact that Mount brought the energy and that won the second penalty. That If that's converted, we're sitting here, we're not, we're not talking about the Saka substitution quite as much. We're saying, well, the Mount substitution was really good. There's um, no way he's taking Kane off in that situation. Yeah, by no way. Absolutely no chance. And I can't believe I'm going to have to do this, given what I've said on this podcast the last couple of weeks. I thought Harry Kane played really well. I thought this was the, I thought this was the time. This is one of the own, one of the few times I've actually seen him recently, and I've thought to myself, he was moving. He was moving fine. I'm thinking, of, particularly, I'm thinking of the one moment on the sidelines where he was holding the ball up on his own, and he manages 
to evade him for Meccano and carry on and they have to come and clear it and things like that when he got enough down the sides. I thought he was quite creative. I had no notes on taking off Harry Kane. My only thing would have been that I thought Saka should have stayed on and that perhaps if we were going to bring on someone for a bit of pace, Foden should have been the one to make the game move because he was just locked down on the other side as far as I was concerned. I can't believe it wasn't Foden who was the one to go off, to be honest. And I completely agree that I wouldn't have brought Sterling on either. Um, yeah, Saka had to stay on. And yeah, the fact that Rashford didn't get on earlier, pretty criminal as well, I think. Um, yeah, I, I agree with what, what you lot have said, uh, to be fair. Um, we didn't... Yeah, I think a draw would have been fair. We didn't have clear-cut chances, really, I wouldn't have said. Um Pickford made a couple of good saves. Lloris made a good save as well, which is always tough to see. Um, yeah, I think it, it's a tough one to swallow because if, if the France had turned up and blown you out of the water and Mbappe had scored three or whatever, you'd be like, fair enough. Um, you just lose to the better team. But yeah, the missed pen and uh, the refereeing, which we haven't really touched on, um, makes it a bit of a bitter pill to swallow. It's not great, but the referee wasn't brilliant. He wasn't awful. No. Immediately afterwards, there seems to. I mean, when you compare him to the when you compare him to the referee that they had in the Dutch game, <laughs> I think yeah. everyone got off pretty lightly. We'll get to him later. <laughs> well, my, that's my performance of the week. I loved it. Uh, God, it's like Mike Dean on crack. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, but I just the, the problem for me with this game is in, England. I thought edged it. That said, they've created it's another game under Southgate against a big opponent where they've created nothing apart from with set pieces, absolutely nothing. And when you've got that level of attacking talent, that is that's worrying. But I mean, other than it's hard, it's hard to criticise the way they were set up because everything he did worked perfectly. It was just a flute. And then if we were sat there at the end of the first half and it's nil-nil and England aren't chasing the game, and they've got a, the game state's different. I think they could have probably done something. But France have just had that extra quality and it, it shone through and that's what happens in these tight games. Um, we wanted, we were quite critical of Southgate on the outgate of the tournament. Where do you stand at him now? Because if you've seen his comments today, he sort of says that as much as I've enjoyed the last few weeks, I remember the last 18 months and the things that were written and said about me, which to me sounds like he's going to go. Do you think that's right that he goes before the next Euros or or, you think, or do you think he is the right man for this job? I, I think it's a difficult one because I think, again, people, there's always been so much hype around the, the English football team anyway. Um, people obviously deem this group of players to be massively, massively talented. And I think people don't... I think it's fair to say Southgate as a manager probably isn't on the same level as these guys are as players. But having said that, in our lifetime and, you know, in the last 30-odd years or whatever, England have been rubbish in tournaments. And his record is... Got to the final of Euros, semi-final of the World Cup, and quarters of another. I mean, yes, we'd like to have gone further, but we lost to France, and it was narrow. I mean, it's not like we got drubbed like five 0 or something. I, I think at least the face value of his achievements, he he's done like very well. I would say, like to get us to a final at Euros and a semi-final in that other World Cup. I mean, I'd say that was, however much you rate this group of players, that's probably overachieving in both of those tournaments for what people thought going in, I found. He's not really beating anyone. That's the that's the thing in the tournaments. He's yeah. not beating anyone. And then I when we do come up, come up against a decent team, like France or Italy in the final, and I mean, Italy didn't even qualify. They weren't even. Well, I'm not sure so, they were even decent. That's what... That's my major drawback. The football is what it is. I thought he actually was a bit more adventurous in this game than he usually is against the better teams. Um, but I would leave it up to Gareth. If he fancies another go, I'd give him a, a Euros, <clears throat> to be fair. And if he doesn't, 
then we can move on and find someone else. I think I don't. On the basis of that World Cup, I don't think you can sack him for that. That that game was so in moments, and so many international games are because they're knockout games. He's done a good job of steering us into the knockouts, and then what happens from there? It's not a lottery, but it's a bit more of you need your players to 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 do the business in the moments, which the French players did, and the, and the and we obviously missed a penalty, and that's difficult. It, uh, Southgate can't do anything about that. So, and you're looking that at the dub is is what it is. The so-called better managers like Hansi Flick didn't get Germany out of the group, and Luis Enrique didn't do much with Spain either. Yeah, weird things do happen, uh, but yeah. they haven't happened to England in the last three tournaments, which is which is impressive in itself. But also, our draws and groups have been fairly kind in that time as well. That is true, but you, you can only beat the teams that that are there. I, uh, I think, I think, I think the whole Southgate kind of job security thing that is is a bit nuanced because if you want to, I don't think. Anyone can argue that he's the best England manager since Alf Ramsey. Like, I don't think you can argue that because, in, just in terms of the places he's finished, no one has done that consecutive at consecutive tournaments like he has. I think that's the first thing he's done well. I do think that, in addition to what well, everyone forgets, do you remember what it was like? Do you remember how you felt about the England squad under Capello? Well, and like yeah. how everyone hated them and, ev- and everyone was sort of like fucking hell, these guys, they don't care. You compare that to how people feel about the national team now, that's, it's night and day, and you look at the setup between the players and the way they've worked, that's, that t- that team building ethos, that's, so much of that has to go down to Gareth and his staff, and the next person who comes in, whoever it is, will benefit from that groundwork that's been laid. So, that's the two things. I think the problem with this is, you say he can only beat the team. We say he can only beat the teams in front of us. He should have beaten Italy in the final. That's true. I yeah, mean, true. Gareth Southgate. I know we can't put the French result on him. Gareth Southgate is responsible for losing that final because we scored too early, and then Gareth, rather than go for, rather than be able to deal with the Italy's tactical tweak, just sunk deeper and deeper and deeper and invited pressure and pressure and pressure, and then Italy scored. Like Italy were not the team of the quality of England. And I don't want to say... England England currently have one of the best crop of national players in the world. Like, my final four of this tournament should have been a minimum. Like, I know... And the only reason we cut them a bit of slack is because they come up against the other lot. Who, let's not forget, are missing some of their best players. Like, this tournament's taught me nothing about Southgate's England that I didn't know before. He's excellent at setting people up, but when it comes to it in the games, he lacks that ability to read and react like some of the other coaches have. So, I agree with you, Mike. Based on what he's done, you can't sack him. If he wants to walk away, I actually think it's the perfect time for him to walk away. Because from now on, from here on out, I don't think he's going to be able to take him further. And I think it's probably... Stay in the job. He's only going to face more and more criticism. It's time for someone. I think it's time for someone else to come in, build on the really strong foundations he's left, and see where they can take this team. And if it is the people that are highlighted, I don't think there's any doubt that they might be better tacticians than Southgate is. And now all the rest of it's been built by Southgate. I think you can move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's Tuchel or Pochettino, I don't think there's much doubt that they're better tacticians. Uh, yeah, you, you certainly can't sack him. I don't. I don't think anyone's suggesting. Well, no one here is suggesting that no. that they should do that. Um, yeah, if he wants another crack at it, he's certainly earned. I would suggest he's earned the right to go again if he wants to. His contract takes him through that anyway. But I also agree. Yeah, if he. This is a good time to go. I think he's certainly boosted his managerial stock a hundredfold from what it was when he took the England job. And he'll certainly be able to get a reasonable job, I'd have thought, after this, if he did want to. Um, But I I think he was the perfect manager for the the group that we had, the young group. I don't think we could have had anyone better. And as you say, there's no doubt as well that he was, after Alf Ramsey, the best England, England manager. We've had the results certainly suggest that um 
yeah, so I think he's done a good job. Uh, but I think maybe, yeah, this is the time time for him to go step down. Yeah. Yeah. Don't really know what to go over now with England. I mean, Declan Rice was excellent, wasn't he? Our Deckers. As always, to be fair. Young Deck. He just does what he does every freaking game, Matt. He's always there. Yeah, he's going to go for a dream of million, isn't he? Um, Griezmann, though, I mean... Sucks, you man. can play him anywhere, can't you? Like, he's playing central midfield now. Only for 40 minutes. That's why, he looks, that's why he looks so good. He's only played half the season. He's only played a quarter of it. Uh, it's such a shame. I, I can't believe how much of a sham that is. That He was so wasted for so long. Yeah, look at he Mark. is so good. Such a good player. Yeah. I think I didn't quite realise how, how good he was, not seeing him that much, but... Agreed. I definitely didn't think he was quite this good, but fucking hell. No, and the thing is with the French, like they've been, they've been really good this tournament. I mean, you consider that they're missing their first choice midfield. Yeah, and I all and it's hard to say that they're missing Benzema, given how He'd good. Be blamed, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. But given how good Giroud is, and given how much of a more cohesive team they look with Giroud up front. It, they are still missing that massive option. And they've got Uber Mercado at the back, who is a liability, and they still look really good. An absolute liability. Yeah, and there's a defensive liability also. Yeah. They don't, really, they don't really have a right back. <laughs> that, that entire side of defence is hilarious. They're just a bunch of jokers. I love it. It's really <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on, though. Let's talk about a different team. Who's got... Who wants to... Who... who what are you interested in talking about next? Do you want to talk about Morocco? Do you want to talk about Croatia? Do you want to talk about Argentina versus the Netherlands? Morocco. That's where my head goes to. Well, does it, Dave? Take it away. Well, I, I think Portugal came into this game like really overconfident, I felt. I felt like they turned up thinking, we're just going to beat them. We don't have to... I don't know. I just didn't feel like they ever really got out of first or second gear it was weird and Morocco to be fair to them they're set up really really well that yeah like defensively they're good but they're very good on the break as well which to be fair has been what's got them through the tournament this far but yeah I was impressed by them and Portugal just came into it arrogant I felt really like they just like the first half in particular they just had no urgency on the ball because I think they were convinced that it was going to come and they were going to win. They just, like, they, it was the opposite of how they were against Switzerland. Like, against Switzerland, they were lethal, so much urgency going forward all the time, trying to make things happen. They just turned up in this game, sort of passing it around, thinking, oh, it doesn't matter. We don't have to be urgent. Like, the result's going to come. And then they found themselves 1-0 down and they couldn't get back into the game. And the goal they conceded, that Diogo Costa, I mean, what the hell was he doing coming out for that? Because if he didn't do that, I'm not sure Morocco would have scored otherwise. There was a one-on-one at the end where they certainly should have scored. I think that's... But, you are right though, Dave, because that one-on-one chance is only a result of the game state being what it yeah. is. Like if it's if it's a stalemate, you're probably not getting that chance. Yeah, just I was just disappointed for Portugal. I mean, to be fair, do I do always root for the underdog being a Birmingham City fan, but I was happy for Morocco to win. But this Portugal team, there's obviously <laughs> some exciting players in there. You want them to play the best. They let's can't. Just, they were they just were crap. Clarify something. Nobody should ever, ever root for a team with Cristiano Ronaldo in it. Like, the guy's practically Voldemort. He's just an absolute shitter. And like, and, and interestingly enough, he was dog ear as well. And quite <laughs> frankly, I, I loved it. They flashed up the graphic. They were like, oh, the, he's the joint most international appearances. And I was like, who cares? This guy's a loser. He's some, like, Kuwaiti bloke or something. No one's ever heard of. Like, honestly, we're supposed to entertain the Ronaldo-Messi debates. Messi is carrying his team to a semi-final, whereas Ronaldo can't even get off the bench in a quarter. Well, he can't even get off the bench. He can't even start, I mean. Like, 
it's, it's, I did want to, I, I know it sounds like I'm being really awful to him, but I did want to talk about it because it's a really dignified end to his international career in what has been a really un, re, undignified, really undignified end to his international career in what's been a really undignified year for him because he wasn't great last year, but he did score goals for United, Mike, and now all of a sudden it's over. It's just over at the top level for him. He just looks a shell of a player. Have you seen the Athletic were reporting that he, no one wants him even at 80 grand a week? It's it's cra- it's kind of crazy how everything's just fallen off a cliff ever since United didn't qualify for the Champions League. <laughs> Literally nothing has, seems to have gone his way and it's about time, in fairness, that things came around to bite him in the arse. It's not about um, the salary, is it, even? It's just no. you can't play him. But it's mad. You'd think, he's, you'd think he'd be on like three, four times that easy, but people won't even take him at that money. That's how far, like that, that's a sign of how far he's fallen. And look how much, if Messi, go, play, teams going after Messi, look how much they'd pay him to play for him. It'd be way more. It's like even the Ronaldo pool is now not even worth 80 grand a week because you have to actually play him sometimes. <laughs> but how mad is that? Even the, the Portugal manager's dropping him. Well, the, I think the thing is, like, there's, you could probably find some teams that would take him at 80 grand if they weren't afraid of him being such a locker room cancer. Like, Ronaldo spoils locker rooms now everywhere he goes. He just ruins it. Like, he ruined the United one. It just egregiously... He feuded with the, co- he feuded with the coach so egregiously that players who have stuck their coach under the bus multiple times immediately went no no the bold guy's right it's exactly the same as Lukaku at Chelsea like I was like you they're so they're so bad in the dressing room that everybody turns around and goes well I don't want any fucking part of him get him out get him out and like when you've no longer got it at the top level like Ronaldo hasn't you can't afford to do that but he's not aged he's aged gracefully in terms of his ability on the pitch until the very end, but he's never, he's never, he's never sort of slipped that mentality into being an elder statesman. Like, and I know there's this idea that some of the players revere him, but it always, it always feels like, yeah, they revere him, but they're also afraid of him. Like, you could, and they're afraid when they play with him, and it lessens their impact around him. But you compare him to, you compare him to the way that Messi's got some of these guys for Argentina playing for him. Like, they're playing for him. And it's just a completely different perspective when you watch the two of them now. Yeah, whenever you watch uh, yeah, Messi for Argentina, they're trying to give him the ball because they know he's going to do something amazing. Whereas when Ronaldo's on the pitch, for either for Man U before or for, for Portugal, it's like the first look from the players is always to Ronaldo to see if I can give him the ball. Because if I don't, his, his hands are going to be flailing and he's going to shout at me. And you're like, well, that's not really... Not necessarily that he's going to do something good with it. It's like, I don't want to not pass to him because if I don't pass to him, then he's going to get annoyed that I didn't pass to him. It's ridiculous. It's mad. Going back, going, going back to the, the game as almost Portugal's tournament as a whole, what, did you guys, what have you guys made of them? Like, I mean, obviously, they've moved on from Ronaldo in some aspects. And they've got an exciting crop of talent. I mean, they've still got Cancelo and Fernandes layout, who's barely even played for them. What do, you, do you think, do you look at that team and think, well, provided they appoint well, they could be dangerous in 2026? Is that what you're thinking? Or maybe even two summers' time at the Euros? Yeah, I wouldn't have said they've, had a, well, I don't think they've really impressed me that much. Like they they blew away a South Korea team who set up, making it impossible for it not to end like that. Basically, they tried to go toe to toe with them and just got slaughtered. And they were good against Switzerland, who were just solid. Um, but they they didn't play that great in the group. And oh uh, yeah, and I, the, is the manager gone? Is he or is he still there? Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, I mean, they've also, got... Ronaldo played in the group, so checks out that they didn't play that well. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, they've, they've certainly got enough talent that you'd be oh, they're gonna be in the next tournament. Yeah. They're going to be super dangerous in two years' time if they yeah. get a competent yeah. manager and, a, and replace Pepe well. Unless he's still rocking about at 41. I wouldn't even be, be surprised. Like, good Lord. The, the best part of Morocco's victory is when the bloke kissed Pepe's head. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
I was like, I just thought that is fucking Carver Pepe. That is Carver for all the shit. Hey, who's yeah. signing Amrabat? Oh. He's so good. He's honestly, I, the last three performances from him, I struggle to think of a better player I've ever seen in a World Cup, like consecutive performances. He's been amazing. Um, Someone's got to sign him. Yeah. And who's signing Saiz is that as well? But who, who's bringing him back to the Prem? <laughs> <laughs> Look, lads, I'm telling you right now, this is this is like this has got proper like the end of Valencia scoring four goals in the group at West Ham buying him or something. Like Roman Saeed, I could just see it. He's at Everton. He's soon to be at Everton. Him I like their uh, their other central midfield player as well. He's look. I don't. I'm not gonna pretend like I know his name because I don't. Um, he was wearing number eight, but he carried the ball really well. And I was really impressed with him. So it's Ooh, not surprising. Nah. They, yeah. They, I mean, Morocco are interesting because it, they are proof that you don't have to play. It's probably better to not play expansive football at a World Cup because, I mean, you look at like Deschamps' France, for example, they had a lot of possession, but they weren't particularly expansive at 2018. Um, they're just, they're incredibly solid. They're, they're relying on their luck a bit, but they... They're so incisive when they counter-attack. When they go forward on the counter, you just think to yourself, fucking hell. Think to myself, where's this Ziyech on a weekly basis? Good <laughs> lord. Well, i tell you what, if they had a com- half-competent striker, they'd Honestly, be most yeah. of anyone in this tournament. Yeah. It is unbelievable some but, of the chances they're, they're missing up there. The amount of teams you can say that for. as well, to be fair. For some yeah. yeah. You could you could say that about us, to be honest. Fucking hell, Harry, any chance? Um, <laughs> It is crazy how you've got Ziyech and Sofian Buffel, who are two players who, having watched them in the Premier League, I would describe as fucking lazy, playing this really, like, aggressive, actually running and moving. And I'm just sort of like, fuck me. It really does matter more to them, doesn't it? As it should. Yeah. They, yeah, they've been awesome. Absolutely. I mean, it's not the best football, but they've been awesome to watch. They're scrapping for everything. Yeah, like you say, running for everything—it's wicked, man. It's really good. First African team, isn't it, to make the semis? Yeah, yeah. First African, amazing, amazing story. Uh, it's it, only been in a hundred days too. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's crazy. Like, I mean, if they beat France and they get into the final, like, they're gonna fucking win it. Yeah, and like, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. What, what a story that would be. Honestly, no one's stopping them. They got Bono in goal. Who is great, by the way? Like, yeah. <laughs> who's he moving to? Hey, and they, even a guy off the bench managed to get sent off in this game. It's just, yeah, that was a hilarious decision from him, by the way, as well. <laughs> yeah, I was worried when he went off. I was, I wasn't, uh, no, I, I wasn't. I really. was so like, I was so like, there's no way Portugal are scoring here. They suck. Like, they've brought another one and they just absolutely suck. Yeah. I would good like to man you that Bruno had a good tournament. I oh, just thought I'd throw that in there. Up in his value. Yeah, hopefully we can ship him out to Fiorentina in a swap deal for Amrabat. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of... I, obviously, this is all Morocco incredible. and Hopefully, they go further on. But what I did want to just quickly end this segment on is saying that I do truly hope and wish that Ronaldo goes to the USA World Cup. Um, I really would like to see it. Um, well, I'd, I'd like to see him go through the airport. So I don't think I'd be seeing him playing there. <laughs> uh, yeah, they'd have, to, they'd have to play their group games in Portugal and Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They certainly would, wouldn't they? <laughs> fucking shit ass. Um, quarterfinals. Uh, let's save the best to last. Let's talk about Croatia, Brazil. Um, <laughs> oh, don't you just love the World Cup? Like, <laughs> fucking hell, this is crazy. But first and foremost, your start of the week is that Croatia apparently only has four million people because there's only so many times the commentator can bring it up. I'm fucking tired of hearing it. I really am. But they're in it again. They're in another World Cup semi final. that as if they're producing loads of good players. These are the same good players the whole time <laughs> Croatia have been good. They're just really old now. No, they keep, they keep going. They keep going, oh, Croatia have been in the World Cup three times. They've been to the semi final three times. I'm like, yeah, but one of them was like four years ago. I'm like, I get this is impressive, but like, let's relax. Dave wants to do his actual stat of the week, so Mike's going to give him his intro. 
There we go. It's Dave's stat of the week. Cheers, Mike, for the, the glowing intro, as always. So, Croatia have got to the semi-final of this World Cup, and they've actually only been in the lead of games for 46 minutes, which came entirely against Canada. That is quite a stat, actually. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, they just love a pen. That's what they love penalty shootouts. <laughs> That's all I got. What is mental as well on that is the fact that they're lacking goals. Is Rebic at AC Milan doesn't get in the squad because he fell out with the manager? And you'd think he's probably their starting striker if he calls him out. Yeah, they've already got on some cloud up so They've already got like six. They've already got like six players in the village. They've got to put Rebic <laughs> on. Also, here's the thing, like. <laughs> you've, had, you've had two semi-finals you've still only got a population of four million where's the baby boom coming <laughs> like i tell you what i mean they wouldn't have been ready from that no, no, what i'm saying is that if harry, if harry came if harry Kane had scored that penalty and we were in the semi-finals we beat morocco we get into the final like not even win it like could you imagine how many kids have been born called harry in the country oh be an epidemic like royalists <laughs> would be fighting football fans it'd be crazy <laughs> But any chance, Croatia? God. <laughs> that did not go well. I was expecting that to go well. <laughs> I'm still struggling with six people in the village. <laughs> six, pe- six people in the village. Uh, or in the villa, if you're in Sterling on ITV1. It's um, a little Love Island joke. Do you remember when those two were combined at the last World Cup? Crazy seeds. Another problem with the Winter World Cup. Um, so... On this, who did you think was the better team? Because I actually thought Brazil were okay for large parts of this. And I, th- I thought it was a bit... I was surprised Croatia won at the end. It felt right when Neymar scored that brilliant, yeah. brilliant goal. It he kind of felt like... atrocious. <laughs> he, he hadn't been good, but that is literally what he does. And he just pops up with this outrageous goal. Um yeah, Levakovic had made some good saves. I think that's his name in net for some great for Croatia. Saves. Yeah, he was he's having a he's having a mental tournament. Who's buying so. him? Yeah, who, where's he going? That's he's probably going to Chelsea. Chelsea. Uh, surely. Oh really? Yeah, they want surely Mandy's given up given he's up finished. on him. Get rid of Kappa. It makes sense for him to go to Chelsea, I think. There's definitely a vacant vacancy there. But yeah, I mean I'd say Brazil probably edged it. Um, it looked like they were going through and then they then they weren't. Croatia did their thing where they get a draw and then take it to extra time and then draw that. So then they get penalties. And they, it turns out they're quite good at penalties. They've had a bit of practice, in fairness, in these scenarios. It's a pretty poor goal to concede after going one to look, to be fair. They committed well, well for... I do want to bring this up because the... You talk about like how individual mistakes really affected can really affect a tournament. Like the the manager has done probably done the right thing after scoring the goal and bringing Fred on to try and show up the midfield, and then Fred has fucked off massively up the pitch, left all that space in which they've run into after they've lost the ball. Like that's how hard it is for a manager. Like when you've got donkeys like Fred who aren't listening to what you're doing. Like shocking. They might have won the game in normal time if they'd taken Mbappe off. Not Mbappe, sorry. If they'd taken Neymar off. No. I think he was actually hurting him. He was playing so bad. You'd never take off. No, I know he was never going to. Because he could, he's no. always going to score a goal like that. No, he if was you no I, I get it. And if it was me or football manager, I'm never taking him off. But yeah, I think um, he was actually causing him harm, to be honest. Yeah, that Croatia's midfield, Abrazovic, Kovacic and Modric, their little patterns they're playing is amazing. It's absolutely amazing the way they play. That they're phenomenal, and their defense is this tournament's been really strong. I just think it's going to be interesting watching them play against Argentina because I don't trust Croatia's. I don't think. I don't think Croatia can afford to get into a slugfest with Argentina like some of the other teams Argentina have played have managed to. Like I can't see Croatia scoring two goals against them, but I can see Argentina. I can see Messi creating enough for Argentina where they score enough goals to go through. It's crazy that the defence with Dejan Lovren and sort of, uh, 
<laughs> it's nothing to do with it. I about to say, it feels like, to it. <laughs> it feels like yeah. there's only so far Dejan Lovren can take you, but apparently that's at least a World Cup semi. <laughs> do you think, do you, I was just, Dejan Lovren and Vida, it was last time. It and was, now yeah. Now Cavaldi, who actually looks Quality. like a fucking player. He looks really good, yeah. Chelsea have gaffed by not starting here with the server. Why did you? I was just looking at you like, please don't bring that up. I don't want to talk about this. I've already hurted from it. He's left footed too. Perfect. I mean, he was going to cost you like 60 Pepe. million the summer, wasn't he? Yeah, you think of all the stinkers we've had from Leipzig. Or just the one. <laughs> just the one stinker. Actually. Just the one stinker. Anyone do, man. Uh, yeah. Fucking hell. Um, okay, on to the last game, which was... Oh, what a game this was. What a fu- This is my game of the tournament, Okay. Telling you right now, I had more fun with this game than I think I've had with any other game. One million percent. The best it was amazing. Unbelievable game. <laughs> Where do we even start? Like, do we, I think we should probably start with the absolute hero of the piece, which is the referee. I don't know his name, but he was just, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the guy in the rave, that video, of the guy in the rave, who's just, the card. <laughs> that was this guy every two minutes. I can't remember when his first book it was, but I thought I'll watch it. I'm thinking, fuck me, that's early. And then he just I started. The out. best one was at the shoot. Just, the camera goes on the ref. And he's just got a card. Like, you have no idea. One of my favorite things to come from this game is some guy tweeted uh, that he, put on four players as an accumulator to get booked in this game. Remarkably, none of the four got booked when everyone else... 17 bookings. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Great. this guy was like, yeah, betting's not for me. And it was obviously the, <laughs> the game of all the bookings. He had four players and all of them got booked. I'm I know the feeling. has not been sent off. <laughs> that is so betting, God. It was a tough scene from that ref when he was booking Walter Samuel on the Argentine bench in the first half. I couldn't well, believe I it. I but I was like, yeah. I, I recognise that guy. Put Veghorst before Veghorst even took to the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was on the Yeah, that's right. He came on. Incredible. But I can't believe you've done Val Veghorst out of, out of that. Hero of the game. I can't believe you got Hero of the game. No, no, it's the referee because, like, Jonathan Pierce is there going, Oh, well, the referee spoiled this. I'm like, No, he (laughs) gave up after about 56 (laughs) minutes. What was it, Jonathan? Oh, and it looks like Ake's been booked. No, that's Van Dyke, lad. (laughs) I I was like, Honestly, I've heard Jonathan Pierce talk about Sir Killalot with more animation. It was a tough scene. Him and Keon. Keon doesn't know what's going on at the best of times. Like, (laughs) <laughs> the two of them trying to talk. About to talk about yellow cards. Keogh's probably the man. Bang, bang, bang. Just yellow card after yellow card. It was amazing. Wonderful. And then... Netherlands, two shots on target, two goals. But but I just want to... That Paredes thing where he kicks the ball at the bench. How is he not? <laughs> God. God. Oh, yeah, how is he not that? That was brilliant, though, wasn't it? Like That was just... Because <laughs> like, <laughs> he's absolutely having it. It's amazing. But the best thing about that is Malakia then gets up, and I'm just like, well, you could just see that Paredes is sort of looking at him, like, what the fuck are you going to do, midget? And then Van Dyke comes over yeah, and he gets up by Van Dyke. Yeah. And then Jonathan Pierce has the cheek to say, oh, well, this is not the sight you want to see. I'm like, yes, it is! <laughs> <laughs> this is what I want. If I can't have great football, I'll... It was just so good. Cool. Will was so passionate about that that he dropped out for a second. <laughs> Honestly, that is lads, incredible. I got so excited by it. So excited by it. Really is so Robot cool. Wars over there at Will's house. Phenomenal. Something great about yeah. that goal team going long ball to uh, score a couple of goals as well. Amazing. that His substitute options are like Vincent Janssen, Veghorst and uh, Luke, Luke Dion. Dion. Incredible. Absolutely amazing. Did it take did it take you back to when he used to ring for Lady Odd? You know, sticking up to it. It was nothing like that because the guy up there was actually competent. <laughs> no, because because it because doing the rounds on the Adam Crafton shared it after this on Twitter. I know, Mike, you're not a fan. Uh, he shared the clip of Van Gaal at the uh, <laughs> at the press conference with. with um, uh, no, he's at the press conference uh, when he was at United where Big Sam's accused him of playing a long ball. And Van Dyke's got like, uh, not Van Dyke, Van Gaal's got like, uh, he's got these like 
pull out presentation slides and he's like, hand these out to the press <laughs> officer. And the press officer just goes, it's sensational. It's so good. Go watch He's it. so entertaining, isn't he? He's brilliant. He's Him amazing. diving on the, on the sideline is one of my favourites. Yeah. <laughs> he's amazing talking Stop. about... He's amazing talking about that Dimirir in the build-up. He's basically, like, I just don't fucking care what he said. It's <laughs> so great. Like this is like a real like this is like a grudge match that I didn't even see coming. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, Dimirir was saying that, and didn't Van Al was like, "Well, Depay hated me too when I was at Man U, and now he loves me." <laughs> no, he said, I, "Now we kiss each other on the mouth." Yeah, I'm like, that's you can't get out to this What are you doing? No wonder they lost. It was probably fixed. It's a shame he's gone and he's been replaced with Cooper, who's got the personality of a wet Satsuma. Like, he's stuck. <laughs> honestly. And he's a shit manager while we're at it. Wait, is Cooper back in the Yeah. He had it before, didn't he? Yeah, he did a really good job before. This is literally the Dutch way. They have, like, three managers that they just cycle through. <laughs> yeah, Frank de Boer's going back to. Oh, after his God, I love him back at Palace, to be fair. <laughs> um, okay, so in between this, there was a... Uh, there was, a, there was a football match. Uh, Argentina looked really good until they started inviting pressure and they sort of shit the bed. It's been like a recurring theme of Argentina this tournament. They haven't really looked comfortable holding a lead against anybody, which is really not a good idea when they're going up against the Croatians who have proven that they can cut, sort of get back into a game, is it? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I thought the two goals they conceded here were pretty... Well, the first one felt embarrassing. The second one, I felt, was just pretty genius and ballsy from from Holland, to be honest. But well, I mean, the, the guy six has scored a header. I'm not sure there's much. No, I meant no, no. What I meant is more the fact that they just didn't pick up the clear target for the for the cross, and he's had a free header. That's what I meant. From Argentina, it wasn't great defensively. I True. Felt. But it's Nicholas Otamendi in there, so we should probably not be too... No, that's true, three. but they literally left a six-foot-six guy free for a glancing header. That's more what I meant, was uh, yeah. from Argentina's oh, point of view. Yeah. Holland don't care how it goes in. No goal for them could be embarrassing. <laughs> the, the stones to do that at the end is actually... Crazy. Oh, yeah. I can't believe Still it. Still not past it, to be honest. I can't get over it. That's kind of drawing me out of the slumber of England's result. That just doing that. I I'm amazed he wasn't taking his balls off in a wheelbarrow at the end. Of the <laughs> yeah, you're not even wrong. They needed one of those bloody golf carts to come on and take it off. Straight through, well. They've clearly practiced it, but I'm not sure they practiced it for the hundredth minute. Last last attack. That is obscene. I mean, in fairness to Argentina, that is the last thing you're expecting them to do. It is, it? yeah, it is. Unbelievable. <laughs> do you reckon we're going to start seeing like draft excluders in front of players now? Like on the floor, it's got a line of them all along. <laughs> like one that would be sa- amazing. One long sausage dog, basically. Fucking disgraceful. <laughs> it's just wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was definitely here when this match was happened. And this was, the se- this was the second time I got up. There were three times in this match where I got up and I went, oh, it was the one where, like, for Gary, Gary Neville. Firstly, it was the uh, it was the Veghorst equaliser, the Perino scrap and the messy pass for the three moments where I was out of my bed. So let's pass is outrageous. It is incredible. It, it, oh, it, and I got into work today and someone said to me, I've seen other players play that pass. So I was like, "Fucking name them, name them for me," because I need to. I'm gonna go and find the clip. I've never seen anything like it. Was amazing. Oh, I need that in 4K because that does not exist anywhere. That is unbelievable. That pass. It doesn't even. The, maybe the most impressive part was the second angle. The, you see it live and you're like, "Oh my god, that's ridiculous!" And then you see the close up where he doesn't even look. He just knows where to put it. The only pass oh that I can even God. think of is Kaka for to Inzaghi, was it, against Liverpool? No, it's the Crespo. It's the Crespo. Oh, that Crespo, is, That's sorry. an amazing pass. But the difference between that pass and this is pass... He wasn't even looking. Man. Yeah, it's... <laughs> this it's one, yeah. I don't understand this pass. Like, I don't understand where... Like, when has he seen him? Like, yeah, when did he know is that? Is he? That he's like Messi. Is, is Messi like a villain in Scooby-Doo? Like, how has he got these powers? I don't understand. <laughs> like, how does he even see this? And... And 
there's been like there's been a little bit of a debate going around about how the BBC have sort of covered Messi and because Lineker's involved and he loves Messi. He's sort of like he's sort of like talking him up and like, oh it's Messi, Messi, Messi. This motherfucker is thirty five, has got no athleticism left, and is still putting in some of the like the best attacking performances I've seen from anyone in the World Cup ever. He's a magician amazing. And I don't think they're more effusive enough in their praise as to what he did in this game. He's ridiculous. I just can't get over that battle, man. I really can't. It's a farce, mate. It's an absolute joke that he's still doing it like I this. I just can't believe it. And the best thing about him is he's also now telling people, he's telling Valt Vegos, who's six foot six, to fuck off, basically. <laughs> Amazing. I'm like... He's just going, what are you looking at for? Like, Lionel, like, you've got to have HGH, you could be like four foot two. Why are you blessing with Vegos? He looks like a, he looks like Thor's killer. That's what Vegos looks like. I'm not having it. God, Him and Luke De Jong could comfortably be the next Bond villains. They really oh, could. They really could. Oh. This is just, what, what a tournament this is. And by the way, Messi's celebration when he scored the penalty was amazing as well. <laughs> yeah. He was so up for it, wasn't he? <laughs> he was ready for his crap. Where do you guys stand on the... Have you seen the picture of the Argentina players? All of them sort of running off to celebrate oh. and like giving it to the Dutch. I love it because... Yeah, people need to get a grip, for God's sake. Football's a competitive sport. They've been at each other for 120 minutes. And you, you don't think when they've obviously been chatting shit to each other whoever was winning that penalty shootout was giving it big spuds to whoever when they ran past to congratulate their keeper. <laughs> Fuck right off. Dan, Wil- Dan Walker and Jay Humphries didn't like it, but they are like the human equivalent. Of Honestly, like the only people that are against stick. this are people that have watched football and never played. If any team's even done that on like a Sunday league game, you're all pumped about it, let alone in the World Cup. Fuck's sake. It did bring up... A bunch up- of dossers. It did, it did bring out one of my absolute favourite tweets is because um, one of the there was one doing the rounds for a rugby guy who was there were two great rugby tweets about this. The rugby guy tweeted he's like oh you don't see this in rugby blah 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 and the first person first person retweeted it with the Mad Men quote where the guy says the guy says oh I I wake up every day and I think about how to beat you and the other guy turns and goes I don't think about you at all and I was like that's perfect footballer were you and then the next literally one was, mate rugby <laughs> rugby's irrelevant let's just not even start and then the next one was then the next one was like yeah yeah rugby rugby's got such a respect culture that in every uni town people are terrified of them I was like that's true excellent take you to the bank fuck off rugby you're all useless sport. You're never going to get anything like this. Let's have more scraps in football. That's what I'm saying. <sighs> Bring him back. It is nice to see a bit of passion. I'm all for it. it means we don't just... get any of it in the Prem anymore. Sterile. No. It just means more. They're all when... mates. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I do think you get it a little bit in um, City-Liverpool games. I think there's a real disdain between some of the players there. Yeah, but I get what Mike means. Even at the end, they sort of like visibly make up a lot of the time at the end of the game anyway. I know it's really Roy Keane, Graham Souness of me, but... I am with you, though. Let's have a bit more of it. Yeah, yeah like Vieira and Keane. Let's bring that stuff back. Yeah, and lobbing pizzas at Fergie. I'm all for a bit more of that. Yeah, you, you, you can kind of get you get it. You get it in like some. You get it in like some American sports where they really, they really like call each other. Like the famous ones, Curry and LeBron in the NBA Finals, where he blocks he blocks the thing and he tells Curry to get that weak shit out of there. But they're good mates. But like that's the kind of stuff you want. A bit of spice, like like you know. I know that you. I know that like. I know that like phone and Saka are probably boys, but I want Saka to tell him to fuck off and like to spell your rhythmics or something. Like I want to see it happen. <laughs> like I'm all for it. Uh, I'm not sure I'd back Phil and Jack Grealish <laughs> between them to spell that. Having watched a lot of Saka's TikTok where he asks people Grealish to spell things. No way. No chance anyone in that England team spells. What's he calling it? Saka spelling school or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Declan Rice, Mount Madison, uh, Greenish, they've all been absolutely had by it. It's hilarious. And Trent, to be fair. Yeah. Then ask Trent how to spell proof. He didn't. Trent, he didn't do well on that either. Oh, I forgot he was on the plane. My God. <laughs> what a 
And there is a big thing going around on Twitter today about, oh, Madison should have had more than zero minutes. What a snooze oh, Of course there name, is. Name me a single fucking game that would have been improved by James Madison playing. You want to put him on against the French? They're going to eat him alive. Well, they've only just started saying this now he lost the game, though. No one, no one was asking was calling for him to play. Yeah, I agree. And I do like James Madison. But oh, I like no. James Madison too, but this gets into the whole thing of like, it is, it's like twenty, it's like twenty eighteen when everyone was losing their fucking minds over taking John Joe Shelby. I'm like, he's not going to play. Cause he's not going to play because he doesn't. I mean, you can't take 11. him, though, can you? <laughs> Dave was all for it. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. I've got the receipts. Oh, mate, Shelby's got some good technical ability if he wants to turn up. Of course, Dave likes the underdogs being a Birmingham City fan. (laughs) Fucking snooze fest you are, Dave. (laughs) You've been living vicariously for Jude Bellingham. Dave is in my living room at the weekend saying, I'm going, he's one of our own. They weren't even playing. It was crazy. Anyway, um, (laughs) if you want to keep, that'll do us for this week. Oh, no, it won't. I need to ask you an important question. Who have you got playing in the final? Hmm. Argentina and France. I really don't want to be that guy, but I am going to be that guy. I also won that final. Do you know what Croatia France the rematch? No, no, I don't either. <laughs> no, that's what I definitely don't want. I'd rather Morocco go through. I tell you what, let's have Croatia Morocco. Let's get it all the way to that would be 120 great. minutes. Let's play penalties forever. Let's see it. Oh mate, Bono taking a penalty would be incredible. <laughs> He's definitely got that in his locker. He, he's got it. Yeah, Penenka's so. that the shit out of that penalty. Imagine keeper scores a Penenka, a World Cup winning Penenka. What a story! <laughs> then it would wrap this tournament up nicely, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, I would like to say it's not going to be Argentina, France, but I think it will be. Dave, it's time, Messi. It's time. I'd, yeah, I think unfortunately to be boring. I mean, yeah. I, I'm going to have to go France and Argentina. <laughs> As much as I'd love it to be Morocco and well, I don't even know if I want Croatia to get free. Although think... we should take into account that it is this World Cup, so it'll probably be Croatia and Morocco. But... I wouldn't be that surprised if one yeah. or both of them do get through, given how they've been playing. I mean, the worst result for me would is be... Ziyech scoring a World Cup winning goal. Well, <laughs> no, that'll get his value up, which is quite frankly, he's getting shipped off in January. Um, the best thing for me, I think, would the worst, well, the worst thing would be Croatia-France in a final because I don't want either of those yeah. teams to win. Um, I mean, it'll please the four people who live in Croatia, apparently. <laughs> yeah. You had Game of Thrones there as well. Like That should have brought in some more money, some more people. Get you any chance? Fucking hell. Um, I'd like Game of Thrones being there is not going to bring in more people living there, is it? Tourism, people stay. They're like, this is nice. There's lots of space. There's only four people there. <laughs> Um, I'd love to see Messi win it, I think. Yeah, I would too. Well, I'm willing to sacrifice the underdog win if Morocco, just for Messi to win it. So. Imagine if oh, they end up spoiling uh, spoiling Messi's chance, though, if they get to the final. If Messi gets into that final, no chance Argentina don't win it. I would not even... like Argentina. the fucking ref. France are the best team left in this tournament. There is no chance I'm picking against Messi in a World Cup final. No, no, I, I agree. No I wouldn't But just imagine he gets there and everyone's like, oh, this is Messi's time. And then they and, get by Morocco. And also, Lionel, please, if you do win it and you don't want to play in Europe anymore, don't go to into Miami. Just end it there. Just retire. Yeah. 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 Don't go and play for Phil Neville. Yeah, don't do that. That's like proper Michael Jordan playing for the Washington Wizards. Like, it's disgusting. We don't want to see it. Um, Dave, if people want to follow you to find out more about Jude Bellingham, where can they do that? Uh, it's at Dave Harris underscore 44. Ross, if people want to follow you to find out more about your thoughts on the Washington Wizards, where can they follow you? <laughs> uh, at Ross underscore bird 14. And Mike, if the people want to follow you for more about Shania Twain, where can they do that? Tell you what, a tour was overpriced. Um, at Mike on Twitter. <laughs> you can follow me at World17, where I can tell you more about my thoughts on Celine Dion's tragic diagnosis. That really is sad, by the way. Like, I mean, say what yeah, you want that, about that, Titanic. That is very sad. But my heart will go on. It's just an old time. Oh, for fuck's sake. No, it's a banger of a song, and it has had a huge impact on football because it's been played over every great Harry Maguire clip for about four years <laughs> now. Um, 
we will see you back after the semi-finals to talk about those two games there and uh, offer our commiserations to Argentina and France after we pick them. <laughs> <laughs> and we will look forward to Bono finally found what he's looking for in the World Cup. There you go, Mike. <laughs> I've been waiting to get it in. I was thinking to myself, I've got to end this pub with a Bono joke. Because, and I was like, with or without you, I'm doing it. I don't care. <laughs> right. Uh, until next time. Uh, I was... <laughs> it's Japanese and sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>